where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skill team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Joe Vitale is our Blues Analyst here on 101 ESPN, your home of the St. Louis Blues. He's with us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Joey V, how you doing this morning? Hey, Randy, good morning, buddy. Doing well. Hey, I tell you what, I was just outside admiring my front yard, and I've been getting uh, some opinions back and forth about this. I'm, I'm kind of interested about your guys' take. I started decorating for Halloween this week. Some people think it's too soon. What do you boys think? Never. I think you're fine on September 25th. Never I don't think that's soon. an issue at all. No. Halloween should be up there with, in my opinion, because I'm a big holiday guy, but it's having uh, multiple kids like you do, Joey. Randy's got mm-hmm. two. Halloween is right there with Christmas. It's right there with Thanksgiving. I, you go for it, baby. You got to go for it. See, I'm with you big time, Dan. And, and you know, I really hope... I really hope your brother doesn't mind. You know, I live, you live a kitty corner from your brother, Kevin, don't you, Dan? I did not know that. Yeah, Dan, Dan's at the corner right across from me. Oh, so, that's right. I well, did know that. That's right, yes. So we have a quaint little area here in Kirkwood. So as long as I don't upset big Kevin. You know, it's funny. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin's a big boy. Well, you know, you you're, know you're, pretty, you're, you're pretty small in stature. He's a, he, he, he reminds me more of a linebacker. I don't want to piss him off. No, you don't. He's more of a, he dresses up for Halloween every day. He's Sasquatch. that's right he's got some good friends in the air when they moved into this house uh they had a bunch of friends get together i guess and they just invested in every blow-up um front yard backyard uh uh, caution tape and they literally littered his whole house the day he moved in uh it was one of the funniest things ever but your brother kevin's a terrific guy now you know joey i know you're a rough and tough hockey player but I, i am gonna just say this do not upset him Okay, he he's got it. He's his tolerance, his patience is awesome. He's a great dude. I love him to death. He's my brother, but he does have a breaking point, and when it happens, you just got to get out of the way. <laughs> ugly, okay, huh? it just get out yeah. of the way, bro. He's like Randy. He's like Randy. Character. Exactly. Randy, Randy exactly. puts out this puts out this kind kind nature, but I feel like I don't I don't ever want to piss Randy off. But no, no, I, I, I do a pretty good job being a good neighbor, I think. I mean, I, I don't know who wrote the rule book about how to be a good neighbor, but I try to clean up my leaves. I try to uh, pick up the trash. I, aside from that, I don't really know w- what else there is to do to be a decent neighbor, I guess. Pull the weeds? I don't know. <laughs> just, be, just be a good guy, Joey. That's all you got to do. Just be a good guy. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> You're a good guy. Hey, how weird is it that we're uh, in late September and it's the Stanley Cup finals rather than training camp? Hey, you know, it's a little weird, Randy. Um, you know, I talked to actually I talked to Jim Montgomery, the Blues new assistant coach, about this the other day. And I asked him, I was like, you know, how, how is it going to be for you, you know, being home for Halloween and Thanksgiving and with no pressure, with no pressure to be back at the rink the next day or, or go on a road trip the following day and he said, you know, he kind of put it in a good perspective. He he is going to enjoy it, but at the same time, he doesn't think the players 
are going to be too too excited about it, given the fact that a lot of their summer is going to be cut off. This is this is one of the reasons why I decided. No offense to Dan there, but this is one of the reasons why I decided to play hockey, not baseball, because you get your summers, and that's and that's what I value the most, and what players value the most. Uh, but it is it is weird. It's weird seeing the fall leaves and everyone get ready for Halloween, and then there's a Stanley Cup final. It'll feel a lot less weird in a week or so when eventually this whole thing gets wrapped up and we can just all get focused on next season. You know what, though? Do you think once you're in, and I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate, do you think once you're into Thanksgiving and you get to enjoy a Christmas holiday at home, that guys will say, you know what? It's kind of nice being home for the holidays. I kind of like this. I think so. And I think the, the players, the only thing they've had anything like this was when they experienced lockouts. You know, you go back to 13 and 14. I was a part of that lockout. We were just having our second baby, and we were all skating up in Pittsburgh. We had about 11 of us that were kind of running through drills every day. But it, there was something great about that, you know, um, assuming that there's not this looming thing in the back of your mind, assuming you can have the maturity to kind of free your mind and mental space up that you're not worried about when the hockey, next hockey season is going to start, if it's going to start, and just kind of focus and zero in on your family. Um, that, that's that's going to be a good thing. I know, I know players are going to be a little disappointed because when, when you start a new season – the one, the one day of the, the whole calendar, every hockey player circles. It's not the rivalry game. It's not the last game. It's, it's when are we going to fit in the Halloween party? That, that is the number one. That's the number one day. Boys, where, when are we going to have the Halloween party? And it's so great for hockey players because when you have a new team, sometimes you have new players, and new, new girlfriends, new wives you want to welcome in. It's the first kind of kabash party, right? So the players aren't going to unfortunately have that this season. Uh, but it's always a fun time. And, no, I think the players are going to have a great time with their families. Going around trick-or-treating. A lot of kids on the Blues team you know, get a chance to go trick-or-treat and enjoy themselves. And then, of course, Thanksgiving, which is um, you know one of my favorite holidays as well. Just to sit down, enjoy themselves with no pressure of having to leave for Washington the next day or playing the Dallas Stars at home in a big rivalry game at the Enterprise Center. It should be a good thing. Joey, having covered the Blues for a long time, there was a time when we had a really awkward party like that because one of the players' new girls' friends was the one of the other players' old wives. Oh no! Okay, now now you got to expand here, Randy. Go ahead, continue. You have my you have my attention. Yeah, go ahead, Randy. You put it on the table. Uh, it's out there that uh, Brendan Shanahan is married to Craig Janney's ex-wife. That will happen. Yes, exactly yeah. right. No, that's. Uh, <laughs> That, that is that, that that's happened before, and uh, listen, <laughs> hockey players are very we're open, we're sharers, we're giving. What, what, what can you say? I got a question for you, Joey. I got to change subjects on this one. Let's go back to hockey. Randy, cut your mic. Um, so, Joey, when you look at um, what's happening with Yadier Molina, and I, I'm just curious about this. He got hit number two thousand last night. And, All you, that. and you have a chance to finish your career uh, in St. Louis. So Yachty's a free agent to be. Alex is a free agent to be. Do, do guys, you know, do they, do they, when you're in the heat of the moment and you have a chance to wear that uniform for your entire career, do they ever sit there and say to themselves, this is something special? Or do they say, I'm going for the last dollar, and that's the most important thing. You know what I mean? There's there's the business side. I get it. But do they ever step back and go, you know what? It is important because in 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 40 years from now, wow, I got to wear that uniform for uh, my entire career. You know, I think it's it's just so different, Dan. It's, 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 a, good, it's a good question. And you, th- you think of Yachty, you think of what Albert Pujols did. 
and maybe the effects that's going to have. Um, can Alex Petrangelo look? I think it's probably more relevant to look at the pool holes comparison because the money and, and the age-wise is more similar than Yachty as Yachty's kind of uh, you know dwindling down in his career. But it really just comes down to, I think, the personality of the player. I mean, you look at a guy like Yachty, and, and I've only met him a couple times, but he, is just, he just seems to be so incredibly passionate about the sport of baseball, but the city of St. Louis and being a Cardinal. And I'm not saying Alex Petrangelo isn't those things. I just have never seen it um, to the passion level that Yachty has it. And I think that's kind of a rare thing for a player. I would say the majority of players are, are would err on the side of take care of their family, look out for themselves, and, and maybe, maybe try to find something with their worth. And I think Alex has every right to do that. And I think he's earned every right to do that. I think the negotiation should go long. I think he could earn as close to $9 million or close to it. He will not get that here in St. Louis, but it, but it could get close. Um, I think Alex is a, a type of person that I've known him long enough where he is going to do at the end of the day, what is best um, for his family. I mean, that is just, that is just what, what epitomizes him. You know, there, there are players around the league that would look out for their family, but also uh, want to play for a coach also want to finish their career in the city they started, or also want to play with a teammate, or there's a lot of other things going through their mind. Uh, for me, and my best take on Alex and what I've seen and what I've known from him is it's just simply going to be a family decision. What, what family atmosphere, what city is going to be best for him, and what, what dollar amount is going to be um, close to what he believes he deserves for his family. So uh, can the Blues creep up to that? Uh, I sure hope so. Uh, but I do know if he ends up staying here, gosh, he would be, uh, we've already talked about the accolades and the awards and the future Hall of Famer possibly and you know, number in the Raptors, all that good stuff. It's just, is it important to him? Do guys? And, um, well, let me ask you this, though, Joey. Do guys? They're young. They're young men, right? I mean, they're. Oh man, they're, they're thirty years old. Do they even think about legacy? I'm just curious. Do pro athletes even think about legacy? You know, again, I I don't think so. I don't think they think about it as much. You yeah. know what I mean? And the, the one question I get asked a lot, Dan, is what was it like? you know, playing in that game or in the Eastern conference final game seven against the Rangers. Like, like, were you nervous with this? Like, you know, players don't, don't, don't think about any of that stuff. They just, they just go play, you know, and, and the time and the time to really recognize what you did is when you retire. I, I didn't appreciate, I didn't appreciate what was happening when it was happening. Sure. And the re- the reason why players can't do that is just, I think there's just so much pressure to, to produce and to be productive and, and to stay here as long as you can. So all you're focused on is the process and you don't, you don't even recognize the noise. And, you know, I, I talk to all the players all the time. And the one biggest regret is I wish I would have enjoyed it more. Um, so uh, to answer your question, I can't speak for Alex. I can't speak for most players, but from the most players that I've known in my own experience is something that you don't think about long-term. You don't think about the legacy. You don't think about 20 years from now. They are just so driven and they're so obsessed with in the moment. And that's what's made them so great though, too. So it's not really a knock on them. It's just kind of part of the process because when you're doing it, you're just doing it. It's just part of it. And then you don't, you don't recognize all the noise and all the nonsense kind of stuff that surrounds it. I wish, I wish I would have recognized them more. And I wish for Alex's sake and for players like Alex, I wish they could see that more too. Uh, But it's very hard. It's very hard when you're in the mix and you're kind of like just, around it all the time and there's so much craziness and noise and chaos all the time so uh to answer your question i know i'm kind of jumping around there a little bit but it, it is hard it is hard to recognize 
what is most important in the long term. Joey, a couple more things. Number one, you've known Pat Maroon for a long time. He's having another winning playoff run here with Tampa. And he was a guy when the Blues signed him. I thought, well, that's a nice guy to have for the playoffs. With his demeanor, obviously his size lends itself to him being a good playoff player. But did you, known him, did you think, okay, that's a guy that I would want on my side on a playoff team? You know, Fat Pat, he uh, has been a good friend of mine uh, for a long time. <laughs> we used to uh, just go to town on chicken wings down in South County there uh, quite a bit. But uh, Pat, Pat's an amazing, amazing person uh, for this reason. You know, Paul Stastny was terrific at age seven. You know, Cam Jansen, when he was 11, he was a bowling ball, like just running everywhere, crushing people. You knew he was going to be good. Ben Bishop. At Chaminade, his size, his stature, the way he moved, you knew he was going to be good. Pat Maroon was a big, very slow player with good hands and a bad attitude. And, and he'd be the first to tell you that. He had, he had a terrible attitude. He was lazy. And, and he just didn't show up some days. So what, what's amazing about Pat is that um, a lot of athletes and young athletes I talk to around here, I kind of give the Pat Maroon, Scotty Mayfield analogy, where these players were not very good. And they did not have all the tools right away. But, but the key thing about Pat was he was as persistent as any kid that I ever played against. And as soon as something would, would fail in his direction or something that wouldn't go his way, 98% of the kids would just say fold in the towel and just give up or go a different direction. Pat had almost this, I'm not going to call it like stupid mindset. It was almost like he, it just didn't bother him. Like failing didn't bother him. Losing on a team didn't bother him. Getting sent down to the coast, it didn't bother him. Like it's almost like the emotions that went along with all the bad things that happened to him in his career, it just, it didn't affect him. And he didn't take it personally. Like everyone else I knew would have taken it personally. And so when you don't take stuff personal, you just kind of keep plugging along. You just keep going. And that's what Pat is. He, he, they call him you know, the rig. I, I would say the train. He just keeps chugging. He just kept going. And as soon as the door would close, he wouldn't care. He would just keep going. And that is such a, a good lesson for young athletes, not only hockey players, but any sport. Uh, the, the players that make it at the end of the day, the Scotty Mayfields, are players that just love the sport and they just keep playing. They don't, they don't look at losing on a, uh, missing out on a team or missing out on that travel team or not making the junior A team or I didn't get into the college I wanted. They don't look at that as a brick wall, right? They, they don't look at that as a brick wall trying to keep them out. They look at that as a brick wall that's trying to um, – they have to prove to themselves how bad do you really want this, and they just keep pushing forward. So, Pat, I am so proud of him and happy for him and his family. Uh, he won a cup last year. Looks like he's well on his way to number two. And, uh, gosh, I just hope I get the invite to the cup party again in South County <laughs> with all the natty lights. I think they ran out of natty lights last summer uh, in South County with uh, Pat Maroon's party. He'll have enough this year. Hey, have fun decorating that yard this morning. Randy, Dan, always a pleasure. You guys have a great day. Great weekend. Enjoy this weather. Beautiful outside. Yeah, it's fantastic. We'll see you soon. Thank you.